listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today, Brian Burns and I are back talking about a topic that we've uh, been asked about a lot, uh, things that we hear from our clients, from reps that we coach and mentor, uh, and that is how do you plan to maximize your income for the year? What kind of things can you do to make sure that you are on the right track to maximize your income for the year? Uh, Sales is about revenue. Revenue is the name of the game. Most of us are in it because we're money motivated. Sure, we like to solve problems. We like to help customers. Uh, We enjoy the camaraderie, the competition. There are definitely other motivators uh, for people to be in sales. However, the number one motivator remains the ability to make money. Uh, And so in order to do that, we need a plan. We need to know what things we can do in order to maximize that income for the year. So Brian and I spent some time kind of running down our experiences and insights to give you a list of five things that you can do to maximize your income. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, Chad. Uh, Happy uh, 2018. (laughs) Yes. Happy New Year. I'm glad uh, you've recovered from one of your <laughs> recent oh, issues. But, yeah, it's always something, isn't it? Oh, uh, that that is the worst feeling. Just for the audience's uh, benefit, uh, Chad's computer uh, didn't work one morning. <laughs> <laughs> it Did, didn't work. It ensued panic. Right? Anybody? Anybody? When you go to turn on that computer and it's like, wait, wait, what? Uh oh, uh oh, and like you just feel your heart rate increase and you start to sweat. It's like, oh shit, when was my last backup? You know. Uh, the only thing worse than that is if you, your phone doesn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the shakes kick in pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, we're here, you know, in January, and, you know, I think people make a, a, a lot of mistakes this time of year, but what everybody wants to do is maximize their income and their success uh, through this brand new year. Uh, what, what's some of your ideas? Well, for me, I, I think one of the best things that reps can do is they've got to have a vision of where they want to go, right? So, so I always would start with, all right, my target earning this year is X, whatever that may be. And based on the new comp plans that have rolled out and how they're trying to you know, play with the rules, how do I back into the activity level that I need in order to achieve that goal, if not exceed it, and do it through the entire year? I mean, I'm not getting down into, okay, on day one, I've got to do this on day two, but have some type of vision of where you want to go and how you want to get there. I see a lot of reps, you know, sit around and go, Oh, it's Q1. I've got time. No, 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 no. In sales, you never have enough time ever. So plan it, plan it from the beginning, know where you want to go and stay focused on that. That plan will keep you on target when everything else in life or in business is, you know, spinning around you. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of my big ones too, because when you start with a, a brand new year, you think a year is a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the older you get, the shorter they become. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> because I did this crazy thing last year where I got a, a wall calendar that was a whole year, not just one month or not just three months. And it's right here in my office and I look at it every day and I grade myself every day. And last year was the first year I really did that as opposed to just looking at, you know, your phone or your desktop calendar. And 
believe me, a year is so short. <laughs> I, I was like, whoa, it's all over. Because I was like, last year I was like, I'm going to really super focus, no more BS. You know, I had a kind of a weird year before that. And I go, th th this is going to be a great year. And, and I was super productive, but I really realized how short a year is. Oh, it goes by so damn fast. I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, I, I know the audience, we're recording this at almost the end of January already. I, I mean, it, it, was, <laughs> it was just Christmas. I swear it was just Christmas. I just put Wasn't away it? Christmas ornaments. And now I'm looking at, I'm, I'm already through one third of my first quarter. And it's like, I, I'm so far, I, I'm not so far behind. I'm, I'm behind where I want to be. I know where I want to go, but it's like, crap. All right. So I'm not going to go to the motorcycle expo this weekend, right? I need to spend Sunday catching up and getting back on track. And so I think I see a lot of reps think, oh, eh, a year's a long time. And it's always the younger ones that think, because I remember being like 24, 25, probably even in my thirties, man, a year seems like forever. Uh, no, not anymore. Like it's amazing how fast they go by. And so being aware of the passage of time and being, being focused on what you want to accomplish in those 365 days. I, I love the grading idea. I love the grading idea because if you don't stay focused on yourself and what you're doing, it's so easy to get off track. It's so easy to get distracted. And that's, I mean, if you want maximum income, you got to stay focused on that. Uh, and that's it. And, and the, our companies really don't help us with this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they actually work right. against us. Right. Because how often did you get your comp plan January 1st? Oh, yeah. No, very rarely. Right. <laughs> I never, not once in my whole career. And, and, and there's also, you know, the whole bunch of stuff that goes on. You get the sales kickoffs, which, you know, we, I could do a whole episode on oh, sales yeah. kickoffs. Oh, yeah. It is, you know, some of us are in the business of sales kickoffs, so I won't talk about them too much. <laughs> no, they're great. They're great. They're great, very valuable. Always very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but there's distractions because you don't have your comp plan. You don't have your territory. Um, you're still kind of cleaning up a little bit of last year. You know, the, the orders, uh, accounting calls you up and says, oh, well, we can't book this because of this. There's all this activity. And if we don't take ownership of our calendar, of our time, you know, Q1 is just going to slide right by us. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, moving, moving on to like the second one. For me, it's like, okay, know where you want to go is number one. But then be relentlessly focused. Right. Relentlessly focused on your goal. And that's that self-awareness. I have a client. I was actually talking to one of the reps that I'm working with. And, uh, and she was like, she was apologizing left and right. And she's like, I know I was supposed to do this, that, and the other thing, whatever it was. And she's like, it has just been absolutely insane since the first of the years. We, they did their kickoff in Q4. So their fiscal started Q4. So their kickoff was in Q4. And she's like, but since January 1, she's like, we just need the executives to leave us alone and let us go build pipe. And she's like, all they're doing is getting in the way. So that relentless focus on what you need to do to be successful, that relentless focus on the activities you have to do, I think that comes down to individual reps' ability to 
effectively manage up, which I was never really good at. Let's just put that out there. Um, <laughs> I was just, I was too much of a, I was too candid. Let's say that. I think that's a nice way of saying that. <laughs> it's, a nice um, say. it's the nice way. I was basically an asshole, but I, I want to sell. That's what I'm here to do. And so I think the reps have to take it on themselves. Again, know where they want to go. Point one, point two, stay focused on it. Don't let the company or the executives or the kickoff or the clients knock you out of the out of the channel you're putting yourself in. Yeah, yeah. My, my number two was focusing on your ideal clients, meaning th- there's so much noise. And again, our management doesn't really help us with this because they can't. <laughs> well, they can't measure quality right. unless the the deal comes in. So they look. They manage quantity, which typically isn't helpful for us. Right. You know, number of calls, number of meetings, number of demos, and as opposed to the quality of the meetings, calls, and demos. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, we have to do that and kind of present what our management wants to see while we do what we really need to do to get deals done. Yeah, the qualification, the ability to qualify where you should be spending your time. And, and it's funny because, you, you know, you talk about that activity tracking and it's, you know, I, I, I've got a huge handful of clients where at some point at some somewhere in a conversation, well, how do I know what activity they're doing every day? I need to build that into my CRM. And I'm like, all right, well, OK, I understand why you want to do that. But the fact of the matter is. Uh, regardless of how connected your CRM is to everything that's going on, unless your dialer is connected to your CRM, unless your mobile phones are connected to the CRM, you're never going to capture all of the activity. So for me, it would always be more about, are they qualifying and focusing on accounts that are the highest potential ROI? Now, reps have a tendency, they want to chase anything, right? More is better. I think we should be, if you want to maximize revenue, like you said, focus on the clients, qualify who you're spending your time with, how you're applying that time and focus on the ones that are going to, that have the potential to bring the biggest returns. Yes. You know, because naturally we're going to focus on the people that we're friendly with, the people who we like, the people who call us. Sure. But, um, typically they're not the the best and not the, uh, (laughs) Typically, if they're calling me, that means they they don't have enough to do. (laughs) Yeah, or they they want to complain, or they want a deal, (laughs) or you know. Um, my my next one was look at the year as a whole instead of you know kind of we're kind of focused in quarters typically or months. Yep. And there's this um, you know sprint rest sprint thing going on. And, you know, right now we're probably in a sprint on the administrative side and, you know, people are going to wake up, you know, February 28th and say, oh, oh, we've got one month left in Q1. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, all of a sudden you see the pipeline just dwindle, right? You, you got to, if you don't stay focused on the whole, again, it goes back to, you know, we're talking like that, that vision. If you look, look at it, I'm just going to do this this month. You're not taking into account what has what what could happen or what should happen throughout the entire year. So I, I think you're 100% spot on. You can't think of, you know, I know, I know reps that think in terms of weeks, and these aren't even guys that are doing transactional sales. They're they're doing big scale B two B, and all they do is focus on this week. But if you're not focused on the whole, and especially in a B two B complex sale where it's a long sales cycle, how do you know you're doing the right things today? They're going to keep your pipeline full and help you hit your quota or exceed it 
you know, three, six months down through the sales process. I have the tunnel vision, I think, is a problem for some reps where they're just focused on, okay, hey, it's January. I got all year. I'll worry about the rest of the year in February. Oh, crap. February's here. Well, I'll worry about Q2. I got to focus on Q1, right? And they have a tendency to get in this really short-sighted cycle. Yeah, I, I used to call it the quarterly roller coaster. Yeah. I, I worked for this manager. He was the conductor of the roller coaster. <laughs> and he would never admit it. We'd have beers and he goes, yeah, you know what happens the first month of the quarter. Everybody's on vacation, having babies, having meetings. <laughs> and then the second month of the quarter, we start going out and meeting people. And then the third month of the quarter, we panic. And he did it every quarter. And and what I learned was like I, I I just thought linearly. I thought like I don't care about the quarter because it doesn't matter to me financially. It matters right. to me emotionally and politically, but it, it had no real financial matter. Yeah, I mean, at the end of and, the day, it is the totality of it. I mean, who made who made the decision on the quarters? I mean, I mean, it's been around forever, but I, I I've always been one that's looking at. I got 365 days. This is the target. How are we going to get there? If I and maybe I'm maybe I choose maybe I choose strategically choose to do things in Q1 that will set up a higher close rate in Q2 and three than just focus on something I can bring in in Q1 and let these other things that could be bigger slide right. So it's that. That ma- managing your time, right, and not being so tunnel vision on what you need today. And look, management, not not your friend here. <laughs> They're just not. Well, I wasn't when I was a manager. I know I wasn't. <laughs> well, that's it because you know it comes. You know, it slides downhill, as they say. You know, <laughs> because you got the board of directors of even the tiny companies, whoever the shareholders are. You know, they they look at it probably quarterly because they meet quarterly. Right. And then the CEO's got to present, and and when the number isn't there, then there's panic. You know. <laughs> right. And then it goes downhill very fast, yep. and then panic causes activity which causes distraction and defocuses everybody. And as a rep, well, you you own your business, you own your W-2 or your 1099, whatever it is. And and if you're in a new year and you've got a long sales cycle, let's say even 90 days, 180 days, you know, Q1 is your time to prospect. It's your time to invest. And you know, the big thing I learned about uh, the calendar exercise I did last year is look at the pattern. And I started marking down the pattern of, you know, where, where, when are the trade shows? You know, the, you, you mark off July and August because it's just a, you know, a ghost town <laughs> <laughs> and, and quit thinking it's a recession. It's not a recession. It's just a pattern. Yeah. And I can't tell you. It took me probably 10, 15 years of being in sales before I understood that it wasn't a recession. I, I literally would be like, am I in the wrong industry? You know, did something happen? No, it's just like everybody's on vacation in July and August. Yeah, and, and you, that, that pattern recognition, I think, is critical for maximizing your income. I would, I would in my list, it's funny, it shows up as uh, avoid the seasonality trap, right? So know how your industry runs know what's going on not just for you but it's you know the customers so if you're targeting cmos when are when's the big you know glut of shows they're going to be at so don't waste your time trying to get a hold of them because you know they're going to be on the road or they're going to be at those places right if you can see that pattern 
And then you can start to you can start to layer in your activities to counteract that, right? To, to balance it so you don't get caught in that. Man, I remember the first year that I was <laughs> I hit August and I was doing work with a company in uh, in Europe. And I thought they'd been wiped off the map because <laughs> it was three weeks into August. Nobody had returned a phone call or an email. And I was like, what is going on? And then somebody explained to me that basically the entire con, it takes off in August. Um, and I, but I didn't know that. And I was spending, I mean, I was ramping myself up, wasting time because I wasn't aware of kind of looking at the world through my customer's eyes and, and my customer's, customer schedules. And that pattern recognition, I think, is, is critical. And it's not a skill I see in a lot of, uh, a lot of reps, unfortunately. No, because I think we're still, you know, we have that lizard brain. That we, <laughs> yeah. Well, we deny it. Yeah. But, you know, scientifically, it's three quarters of our brain. Oh, yeah. Embrace it. <laughs> it, it, it certainly recognize it. Certainly, <laughs> you know that that you, you're not all you're really thinking about is your next meal and your next nap, <laughs> right? And get out else. of my head. Get out of my head right now. <laughs> and understand that we're not. You know, we we try and pretend that we're these business people, and you know that but we only have a third or a quarter of our brain to apply to that. <laughs> but we we got to apply it. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to be constantly reacting instead of planning through. And, you know, I, I had the same experience every summer and I did the, the exact opposite thing I should have been. It's like if everybody in your industry is gone in August, guess what? That's the time to take your vacation. Right, right. You know, don't try and take your vacation in November or December, you know, especially when I covered the government. You know, I wanted to go on vacation right after Labor Day because the weather was fantastic where I lived. The, the rates were half of what they were a week before. But the problem was that was my high season. Right. You know, they were all had year end money that they had to spend. And I wanted to help them. Oh, yeah. We want to help them. We want to help spend those dollars. But you have to be there. Right. And that's just that's one of the I struggle with how to help. And I don't know if it's a an innate thing or, or if it's something you can actually help people uh, accomplish with that, that becoming more mindful of the way the ecosystem you're in um, breathes, right? The way the heartbeat goes. So you understand what you're a part of rather than trying to force your agenda, not just on a client or in a sales interaction. I see that a lot too, but really um, understanding the ecosystem that you're in and how it moves, that mindfulness of what you're bringing to the table, when you need to be doing what, and how that then plugs into this larger picture. I don't see a lot of reps, and I've struggled with it too. Right? I've, you put a big deal, I've gotten better at it over the last five years, but you used to put a big deal in front of me, and I was like a dog with a bone. Like, I didn't care what was going on, I was going after that. Um, but it just, it's counterproductive wasting time. I'm not in the right places at the right time. I'm focused on one thing. I'm over here when I've got all of these other customers who are, you know, in the prime target to be interacted with or sold to, and I'm missing it because I'm not paying attention to the bigger picture. Yeah. And one of the smartest managers I ever met, you know, we were again, having a beer and, you know, I go, so what's the secret to your success? Because he was a young guy rose up through the org very fast, was doing really well. And he goes, well, let's, let's go through the team here. And he point out one person. That person focuses on one deal at a time. It's big. He gets it. And then he takes a vacation. And then he starts the next one. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the classic hunter. 
And then, the, then there, he goes, well, okay, now look at this other guy. He works on these tiny deals, but a lot of them, he grinds it out and he makes his number. But, you know, look how hard he works. You know, it's like every night, every weekend, he goes, what I do, steady state. I focus on both big deals, small deals. I just work the system. And, and that changed my career because, you know, I was probably not the big deal guy. Um, and I didn't like the idea of working 80 hours a week on tiny deals, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because the tiny deals tend to actually happen anyway. Right. right. You can we end up working hard to make them happen a week ahead of time. But if, if you're if you then, you know, kind of work your way up so that you can work big deals and not just have blinders on. Right. You know, and, and today I think a lot of people are just going to they're inundated with tiny deals of which 80 percent won't close <laughs> and they get distracted. I, I from it's funny for me. My, my last one was consistency, just like you were saying that manager's right. Um, and when I today now look at, you know, our business's pipeline and it's like I want a certain percentage of what we would call those small deals. I want a certain percentage of medium sized deals and I want a certain percentage of whales that we're constantly chasing or constantly engaged with, right? It gives us that nice uh, spread uh, throughout the pipeline and the revenue funnel. And, and that's kind of where we focus. And, and, we, and we know, like you said, a lot of those small deals, you're having a conversation too with people don't have budget, but they may not have budget today. That they may be able to go find it, but you don't necessarily want to go chase it with them. But you want to be working those medium deals and those big deals just consistently. Just be consistent. Little engine that could get up the damn hill. Just keep keep working the system. I, I love that manager's advice. I think it's spot on. Yeah, and, and I, this is a, something that you know I relearned last quarter was that I had one client that I was working really hard for, but they didn't know it. Or the, the person who paid me didn't know it. So I, what, what I did is every other week I would update them on what I had been doing and then give visual evidence of it. Right. And, <laughs> right. Right. And then all of a sudden they're like, whoa. But, you know, did my actual output change? No, my output was identical, but my communication of what I was doing. And, you know, we've always seen this when you were a manager, you know, because you had some of the reps that over communicated with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you had uh, the lone wolf where you had to like. Are they still employed here? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Did they call HR yet? <laughs> I haven't seen them in a while. If you didn't see a PO, you didn't know if they existed or not. <laughs> so I, I think you, you need to find that right level of communication with both your clients and your manager. But if you are getting, you know, a lot of revenue from a client, don't take that for granted and make sure that you're communicating with the person who makes the actual payment decision, not just the usage decision. Well, yeah, I mean, look, and that's part of that, that, that communication across an account, right? We have a tendency to think, all right, I've got my, my champion, my sponsor, my stakeholder, whatever you want to call them. This is the guy who hired me or this is the gal that hired me and I'm working for them and they know what I'm doing, maybe. Uh, and then there's this person that writes a check. And then there's maybe these other people that are affected by what you do. Um, I've kind of taken a habit of uh, on a monthly basis when I send, I send the invoice off to uh, accounting. I send a summary to everybody that I've touched that month in the account. Um, it's And it's just a standard. It's not like it takes any time other than adding the people to the email thing. But it actually ends up resulting in more conversation and seems actually seems to keep them all on the same page. Like, I wonder if they all talk. 
most right. of the time. Right. Maybe not about you. Right? <laughs> Man, I hope not. <laughs> but, but but we take that for granted. We we assume that our champion is being a champion right. <laughs> within the account and it continually, and you know, the, and the manager may not know that they might be you know looking at the list of products that they're going to renew or scrape. Right. And unless somebody's saying no 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 I can't live without that or I can't live out with that guy or what they're doing for me, uh, they'll try and live without you. Right. And because believe me, everyone's got so many options today, it's very easy to be overlooked. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, the, the amount of distractions, the amount of things people have on their plate, if you don't find a way to uh, communicate in a valuable manner, right? Like not just a, hey, spam, like here's a list of crap I did, but communicate in a valuable way to make, you know, keep their confidence up in you. Uh, continue to stoke the fires of your credibility, right? That credibility isn't, you don't get it and keep it. You have to keep earning it, right? You have to earn that respect over time because there's always going to be somebody else like me trying to get you out of that account so I can have it. <laughs> that's what, that's your job. That's my job. That's my job is to take you and that your job is to take my account away from me. Like that's, it's called sales. That's part of what we do. So if you can't keep that consistent, clear, valuable communication between everybody in the account, you run the risk of not only the account forgetting about you, your credibility slipping with them or them not understanding the value you're bringing to the table, but you open the door for the competition as well. And how are you seeing things out there? You think 2018 is going to be a great year? I, <laughs> so I, obviously I'm sure everybody's kind of figured out. I have days where I can be a little soft and cuddly, but the vast majority of them have a little bit more sharp edges. So I am trying to embrace this year, believing that 2018 is going to be a killer year. And I tell myself that every morning because 2017 from a business standpoint was awesome. But personally, uh, it was a kick in the you know what, because it just didn't stop. Um, from a business standpoint in 2018, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be a phenomenal year, right? It's as much as things change, they all stay the same. And so if, if reps are doing those things that we know, not just from one year, five year, 10 years, but from 20, 30, 40 years of experience, we know these things work. They continue to work. It's just the matter of applying them. And if you do that, I see no reason why reps shouldn't be able to blow out their quotas this year. I feel the same way. I think it's going to be a, a super year. I think all the, the mega trends are in place, uh, meaning that, you know, there's all the sales technology for the people who embrace it. The economy is doing really well. Uh, the geopolitical situation is reasonably tame. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least entertaining. <laughs> it's certainly entertaining. <laughs> I do enjoy talking to Brian Burns. We have such a good time together uh, going over these topics. We have uh, similar enough experiences that we uh, that we can connect on things and unique enough perspectives that uh, hopefully it's providing you with a unique listening experience or some things you can take away from this uh, as you continue to listen to this series that Brian and I are working on. Uh, you know, maximizing your years what uh, is what we need to be focused on right now. Maximizing your income and and really, if you're only going to take away one thing from this episode from this conversation. 
decision. Please, please, please make it be about focus and consistency. Uh, if you stay focused on your goal, if you consistently apply the best practices, if you never assume that you know everything, that you've got it all, right? If you keep that focus and that consistency, you will have the results that you want. Sales is a discipline. It is not an easy uh, profession. It is not for the for the faint of heart, so to speak. So hope you guys found this uh, uh, exciting and, and interesting and engaging. Uh, this is probably, uh, you know, the most fun I have doing these is just being able to sit down with Brian. And for today, that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, uh, share it out there. Promote it for us. We really appreciate that. And until next time, we at Value Prime Solutions wish you nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.